Give Us This Day Evening Edition is a devotional reflection upon the New Testament lesson from the Order for Evening Prayer from the Book of Common Prayer 1928. These reflections are written and presented by Father Charles Erlinson, who serves at the Church of the Good Shepherd Reformed Episcopal Church in Tyler, Texas. Today is Tuesday of the 20th Sunday after Trinity. The lesson is taken from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again he went about the sixth and ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out, and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto the last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. That's not fair. That's the traditional complaint of the child, isn't it? As adults, we tell our children that life isn't fair, expecting them to meekly accept this, while we secretly fret and fume about life not being fair in the adult world. At stake in today's parable from Jesus is the fairness of God. The fairness of God is routinely assailed, even if sometimes in indirect ways. Some more directly shake the fist at God, exclaiming, Why have you done this to me? Others look at the disasters they themselves have made of life and declare it unfair and that they never get any breaks. Even among Christians, we sometimes believe that we've gotten the short end of the stick, even if we aren't exactly willing to state who it is that must have given us that short end. The truth is that if you expect life to deal you a life with a one-to-one -one correspondence between what we deserve and what we get, then we'll all be sadly disappointed. The key to understanding all of this, of course, is in figuring out what it is exactly that we do deserve. One way of measuring is to say that since we all start out equally, then we should all end up with the same things. Since we all don't start out with the same things, then life or the one who created it must be unfair. There is even a major movement in politics that involves the attempt to level the playing field so that all are equal, not only by birth or before God, but in actual outcomes. And so we redistribute wealth, not because it's necessarily moral to take a certain percentage of wealth from someone who has worked hard for it and give it to someone who is poor, and poor because they have not sought education or stuck with a job, 
or have wasted money on addictive substances and behaviors, but because somehow it's our job to make things equal in outcome and not just opportunity. My favorite illustration of this is Kurt Vonnegut's story, Harrison Bergeron, whose title character is superior in looks, intelligence, and physical strength. He is thus compelled to wear an ugly mask, headphones that blare loud noises so he can't think so well, and a hundred pounds or so of weights to reduce his unfair strength. This is the world we sometimes ask for when we humbly proclaim that life is not fair. I myself once fell prey to such covetous thinking. I never really thought life was unfair, and I knew that I had been given a lot, but I wasn't particularly happy. I had low self-esteem and secretly believed that I didn't seem to measure up to everyone else. Being an introvert, it also seemed as if the world were laughing and throwing a party, and I wasn't invited. I wasn't exactly covetous of the gifts of others, but I bordered on it, because I would compare myself to others who I felt were superior in some way. I wanted what they wanted and not what God had given me. Many of, many of us have wished that God had made us someone else, but he didn't. And the question is, is God unfair for making you how he made you? Well, is he? Let's begin with a few rock-solid assumptions we can make. Number one, God is good. Do we all believe that? If so, then we can move to assumption number two, which is that God is just and fair. He will not give you something you don't deserve. Well, almost. We'll get to that exception in a minute. This leaves us only with the option that we are the ones who are unfair to unjustly accuse God. To the degree that we are dissatisfied with what life, meaning God, has given us, this is a dissatisfaction of our own making. Remember, God is good and fair, so we really have no right to complain. There are, as it seems, two possible reasons for our dissatisfaction. The first is the sin in our lives. We might think life is not good because of the sins in our life that keep us from God and under the thumb of guilt. If this is the case, we know what our response ought to be, repentance. A lot of the misfortunes in our lives are actually self-inflicted from foolish financial, relationship, and other stewardship choices we've made. How can we blame God for these? The other reason we may be unhappy about our lot in life is because we simply don't like what we've been given. It's not that there's anything particularly wrong with it, it's just that we feel we're entitled to more. We're like many American kids who are picky eaters, and when they're served certain foods or dishes, they turn their noses up at them and refuse to eat them. I'm routinely amazed by how consistently kids will throw away perfectly good, even delicious pizza crusts, all so they can eat more of the good stuff. Actually, in our turning up of our noses at what God has given us in this life as our daily bread, we're like someone who's starving to death, but still refuses to eat the pizza crusts that are offered to him. The issue is what we have versus what we think we are owed, so let's set the record straight. If you really want to play that game, then here goes. What does God owe us humans? Let's see. Having rebelled against his love and goodness, knowing that he can't dwell with sin and that the penalty for sin is death, we deserve death from him. So if we want God to give us what we deserve and only what we deserve, if we really want to play the game of that's not fair, then we must choose death. But thank God that he doesn't always give us what we deserve. This is the meaning of his grace, which is commonly defined as unmerited favor. In other words, God is not only good, he is better than we deserve. Instead of being merely fair, God is loving and gracious. He gives us the good things we don't deserve, himself and with him eternal life and every blessing. Therefore, the next time your eye is evil, because you think someone's getting ahead of you, or that life isn't fair, remember what you really deserve, and remember the grace and mercy of God. Begin with the assumption that while my life may not be fair, God is good and that's what's truly important. And if God is good, 
then you should accept what he brings into your life. Not what your sin has brought, but what he has brought. Even when bad things happen to you that are not a result of your sin, consider the goodness of God and his mercy to you. Consider that he just might mean it as a way of leading you closer to him, because that's what he really wants, and what you ought to want as well. Finally, there's at least one good antidote for that's-not-fair-itis, and that remedy or antidote is thankfulness. Instead of looking at what you don't have that you would like, even if you don't deserve it, look at the good things God has given you. You'll be surprised by how many good things he's given you. And he's given you the best thing in the world which you totally don't deserve. He's given you himself to you through his son. Give Us This Day Evening Edition is a presentation of Always With Christ Radio. Radio in the Anglican Way.